You are listening to the Asking for a Friend podcast, an elder-led ministry of Believer's Baptist Church in Emory, Texas. The Asking for a Friend podcast is a weekly resource for the edification and knowledge of God's people, and this is our first episode recording for the year 2022. And with me on the podcast episode today is Philip Castleton, dear brother and fellow elder of Believer's Baptist Church. And it is my pleasure to introduce to you a new member of our podcast crew, and that is Duffy Henderson. Duffy is our new uh, media, music and media um, pastor or uh, minister for Believers Baptist Church. He just came on in January, the first Sunday in January of 2022 was his first Sunday with us in a congregational gathering. And um, it is a privilege to have you, Duffy. Welcome to Asking for a Friend podcast. Man, thank you for having me, guys. I'm excited to be here. Looking forward to the uh, the future episodes with you guys. Well, thank you. And we are too. And I know that um, we started talking with you um, back in the last quarter of 2021. The elders started meeting with you, and I remember our first meeting was actually a breakfast at uh, um, Cracker Barrel in yeah, Lindale. That was delicious. Yes, <laughs> and we were able to to begin to know each other and and kind of think about the future and what it might look like. And you were uh, needing to make a move from the church you were serving at at that time. And then God began to put all the details together and bring every uh, logistical question and issue really to uh, to the right ending for us. And so he was um, faithful in us in that, and you moved to Emory, actually got settled in the new house toward the end of December, uh, right around the Christmas holiday. So there was a lot of activity around your life at that point. And then, as I said, that first Sunday of uh, January of 2022, you began uh, with us and, and helping us um, to worship the Lord God. And, and what we want to be able to do is to uh, use this first episode of 2022, Duffy, just to kind of ask you some questions, uh, get um, to know you a little better, some of your thoughts about uh, your uh, philosophy of worship. and Because I think what we intend to do from this point on is you be the host for the Asking for a Friend podcast. And uh, as as the host for this first month of January, uh, we want to talk around the subject of worship, yeah, gathered yeah. worship particularly. And we'll talk about all the different uh, um, nuances of that, what it might look like and, and yeah. things like that. So we'll save that for the next uh, podcast for subsequent to this one. Um, but this one, I just want to kind of get to know you personally and let the people especially get to know you. We, sure. We've had the opportunity to get to visit with you and know you for about three or four months now. Yeah. And uh, certainly appreciate your gifts and, and certainly appreciate your wife, Stephanie, and your children. And I'll let you talk about her and them sure. in just a little bit. But um, looking forward to, to many years of service together. And, and I know, Philip, that um, you were... Uh, stepping in and and for months you left you led our worship and our worship team our corporate gathering yeah yeah um, and it was a it was a good experience and and uh, and we appreciate what sure. you did for us there well you know I'm glad that Duffy's here and not only because um, you know. We fill in gaps, right? Yes. We do what's necessary. When we're, when there's a place that needs to be filled, we do that. All of us do that in, in various places. And um, and I, um, I'm grateful to have a love for music and and um, and have 
the ability to sing a little bit. So we, it was a, it was a place where I could fill in yeah. when, when needed. I'm also very, very grateful that Duffy's here. Yes. Because that has never been a, an area that I felt like, um, I wanted to stay. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, you know, now somebody else gets to get yelled at about all the things that people don't like. <laughs> um, but, yes, I'm yeah. very, very grateful. Wait, that, that doesn't happen, does it? <laughs> oh, yeah, we've got some things to talk to you about when this is over. <laughs> no, um, but no, it, it has. He's filled. He, he comes in. He's, he's, he's moved right in uh, almost without a hiccup, right? I mean, it's really been smooth. It's been a wonderful transition. And not only that, but he is, um, you know, in the little limited time we've had, he's not only uh, proved to be um, apt, you know, to, to do it, but, um, but the flow of the services have been sweet. Um, yes. the, 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 the fragrance, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, of, of the service has just been nice every week. And, um, and he, he's able to put much thought into, um, you know, the transitions and, and how the music flows and, and how it actually communicates sometimes the same truths that are going to be expounded in the text. And sometimes the, the, um, the needed relief, right? And I say that, for example, last week, the text was, was hard and dark, right? Right. And, and not much hope in mm-hmm. the text. Mm-hmm. But there was much hope in, in, in the parts of the service where we were singing together and reading together Amen. and doing those yeah. things. And so thinking through those things and, and, and having his mind work with those things has been, has been refreshing. It, it really has. And I think one of the things that I've... Um, enjoyed the most I, I believe this actually started actually when and and thank you by the way for making the distinction between worship and music um you know we, we well, you're actually those. believe it or not you're actually the worship leader right when you step up and you start with a call to worship you're calling the congregation uh, to worship together in in the reading and the singing and the praying and the preaching right. and so forth right. and we actually can't dictate Worship. We can't. Uh, we can't uh, manufacture it. Right. Manipulate um, it. Yeah. Manipulate it. Yeah. Uh, so we'll get into some more discussions about yeah. this in subsequent. That's right. Um, That's right. Podcasts. But uh, where I was going with all that, I, I believe one of the things that happened during the time that you were stepping in and filling in this role, um, Philip, was that the congregation started singing to one another, and and there was a there's been this growing, uh, increasing. Um, willingness, at least from my perspective, um, of people to sing, and that's been a blessing. And I think you've helped us to to be able to 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 continue to see that increasing level, Duffy, and and uh, and, and that's really what uh, gathered worship is about. That, Amen. Yeah, we're, Amen. We're singing horizontally. We actually we're singing for God, but we're singing for one another as yeah. well. So yeah, it's a two sided coin. We're we're singing to an audience of one in one sense. And we're also singing to one another to build each other up, to edify each other, to remind each other of the gospel, uh, sanctifying graces through the word. Right. Um, truths that are found in scripture, put to poetry and song. Um, all of those things serve to build us up as as one unified local body of Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, let's uh, let's veer from uh, the discussions that uh, tend to lean in theological yeah, we'll that, reasons huh? and, and thoughts. Yeah, so let's just get personal just for a minute, Duffy, and um, tell us a little bit and, and tell the the listeners especially uh, about your childhood. What was it like? And um, were were you raised in a Christian home? What was your environment as far as uh, the Bible? Those kinds of things. Yeah, happy to. Um, so, I'm a native Texan. Um, born and Amen. raised, uh, yes, sir. Uh, 
Yeehaw. Um, I was born and raised in the Houston area and uh, raised in a Christian home, um, though unfortunately a divorced home. Um, My mother helped us to, uh, to, to, she kind of took the role of mother and father for a lot of my formative years. Um, I've got uh, two siblings, an older sister and a younger brother, and we were actually homeschooled through the majority of our, our schooling. And uh, my mother loved the Lord, still does. Um, she instilled in us a love for the Bible, for the church, importance of the church, and all of those things that come with that. Um, raised in a Southern Baptist uh, setting pretty much my entire life. And, um, you know, I was the kid who went to VBS or one or even two of those every summer. Um, I was always in church, involved in youth group, uh, just your kind of, I guess, standard run-of-the-mill uh, South-raised Christian kid, right, right. <laughs> what well, was was so, music was music a part of your growing up experience? I mean, did your um, did your mom sing? Did did y'all my, sing? My mom always sang, um, and I remember one one fond memory. I remember uh, in church, I would hear her singing alto lines to the hymns and songs. Uh, so I I learned how to sing harmony because she was standing right next to me, and so I would. That was actually. Uh, the, the, the loudest part that I would hear, you know, we would hear everyone singing, but I would hear my mom. And so that gave me, a, I guess, a sense of uh, harmonization with vocal lines. And um, yeah, uh, we're, I was raised in a house that music wasn't necessarily pushed, but my mom loved singing. And so right. she was, she sung all the time. Right. Um, various things. So, you know, <clears throat> bouncing off that just for a minute, one of the things that I think distinguishes Christian true believers from. Uh, from others mm. um, would be the idea of singing. Oh, yes. I mean, I grew up. Uh, some of my fondest childhood memories is my mother sang constantly all the old hymns of the faith. You know, and just when she's vacuuming the floor, when she's mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know cleaning the baseboards, when she's mopping the floor, whatever she's doing, she was singing. And my house, my home that I grew up in, was filled with my mother singing continually. Uh, and I'll always remember that. That's and, awesome. And it was a great gift to me. And I think, Philip, probably you had a little different experience, but singing has been part of your life as well. Oh, yeah. My mom, same thing. My mom had the biggest voice in the church, right? So she could always hear. Um, but uh, growing up, she always sang, uh, you know, the, the, the alto. She, she was a soprano by, by nature, but she would she sang parts all the time. Sitting by her, always heard parts. So very, very early on, she taught my sister and I to sing, and we started singing together with her. Okay, yeah. so we would go to churches and sing from the time I was eight years old, yeah. seven, eight years old, and um, and so singing's been a part of my life for a long, long, long time. And, you know, I spent years in a quartet and different things. Um, but uh, that being said is I agree with you, and not just to the extent of, of the way it plays out in our homes, but also in in the corporate nature of the church. You know, I heard Alistair Begg say one time that you'll a lot of times you'll see people in the church, right? Men, especially men, you see them more often than than women. But you'll have men in the church that that are there. They're 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 standing up when you're standing up, and sitting down when you're sitting down. But you know, their their mouths hardly ever move. And then one day, uh, God does a work in their heart, and 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 He changes them, right? Yeah. And he says, one of the things you notice when he does that is they begin to sing. That's right. That's right. And I think there's some truth in that. I mean, not only does he command us to do so, so they, they obviously, the evidence of, of being in Christ and having a new nature is that we want to obey. But even if you haven't been told 
that singing is is um, a command, it just wants to flow out of you. You hear these songs and 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 you just want to open your mouth and 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 let it go. Yeah. And yeah. I think there's a truth in that. And right. I'm grateful for what you do, Debbie. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. And. Tell, when did you start learning to play the guitar, Duffy? I know that that's the instrument that you use yeah. to, to help us, and yeah. that's the, the instrument that uh, I know that you have most sure. familiarity with. Sure, yeah. Um, so back before I learned to play the guitar, uh, my mom wanted us to be um, introduced to music at an early age, so I actually had several years of piano lessons, um, long since forgotten. Um, right. I wish I would have stuck with that, but I thought that the piano was a girly instrument, uh-huh. and I was like, "Mom, I don't want to. Pl- this is not for boys." Right. Um, so I was obstinate about my piano playing. I, I got pretty pretty good. I, I guess I was around six to eight years old or so when that was right. happening. Um, but that's been a long time ago. Right. So fast forward to my teenage years, uh, involved with youth groups, and so I I realized it hit me one day that. If I wanted to get girls' attention, I needed to learn how to play the guitar and sing. <laughs> and so that's what got my, wow. <laughs> my love yeah. for guitar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh. So I wanted, to, uh, I wanted to be on stage at the youth group. Um, for, and uh. that's, that's kind of what drove me to learn how to play the guitar. Right. So I, I kind of am a self-taught guitar player right. way back. Um, just in, in YouTube's infancy, um, I found some, some tutorial things way back. Uh, 2000, I guess seven ish or something like that, and uh, that's not fair. <laughs> Philip is showing us. Uh, you guys can't see this. This is a podcast, but he's showing us some old school f- photos of me. Uh, <laughs> well, I back just when want I was to, a I scrawny just, teenager, we'll get to that if you but want. But I to. wanted you to talk about that yeah, just for a moment. Yeah. That's the reason I brought so it. my teenage years were were. Um, Filled with guitar playing and skateboarding, as as Philip was just reminding me, um, I lived on a skateboard, and I was I was kind of that that scrawny kid that was um, out there running the roads, riding a skateboard, getting good. I enjoyed it. It was a, it was a love and passion of mine, and I was a music guy as well. So um, that's kind of how I got started. Right now, somewhere in there, you you came to Christ. Sure, you repented sure. of your sins and believed yeah. in Him yeah. as. Uh, yeah. The way for yeah. um, your justification before God. So, yeah. what tell well, us about so that? Well, so this is how I've come to to discuss that. With um, the Lord has brought me a long ways in the last decade and a half or so, um, but there is a a conversion experience that I'm not entirely sure this was an authentic conversion experience. I, I couldn't say one way or the other when I was seven um, after VBS. Um, kind of that that typical. Um, you, you go through VBS, you come home, you say, Mom, I want Jesus in my heart. And so we prayed the prayer. I got baptized then. And um, I, I part of me thinks that that was genuine. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure. But I know that there was a, a specific time in my life when I was a late teen that there, there started to blossom fruit from my life. Right. And so um, and there were several factors involved in that. But, um, yeah, the Lord, the Lord lit a fire in me. Uh, about 18 or 19, mm-hmm. and that's when I um, answered the call to, to ministry, mm-hmm. um, and I've been on that path ever since. Right. So it was kind of an abrupt about face, kind of faced with this uh, fork in the road. Um, either you're going to follow me, and I'm going to take care of you, or you're going to be on your own, and it's going to be a rough road. 
you know, right. uh, with the Lord. And so, did, did you feel this vocational calling um, in high school, or was that? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I knew right away. So, so then you wanted to follow up with this vocational calling, and and we could probably spend a lot of time talking sure. about calling and how yeah. to understand that. But just for the sake of um, getting to know you better, sure. let's let's move to. Did you did you go to college? Was there a church you're involved in that that took you under? Um, their wings? Was there somebody mentoring you? Yeah. How did you fulfill several, that? Several of those things. So initially, um, there were several men in my life in the various church settings that I was a part of that helped to confirm the inward call externally. So they were, there was an affirmation that, yeah, there's something here. Um, and so they encouraged me. They helped to equip me. Um, and so there were several, several of those men that um, I'm forever grateful for that um, saw something more in me that the Lord was doing more than my immaturity. Right. There was at the time, you know. I right. think we can probably all attest to that right. at some level. Absolutely. And uh, so, so, did you there, did, did you go to school? Did you? Get, yes. Well, so uh, fast forward several years, uh, twenty one uh, years of age, I enrolled at East Texas Baptist University mm-hmm. uh, as a freshman, an old freshman, and. Uh, Got a music and worship degree there. Um, it's a it's a music degree, Bachelor of Music, um, in the worship department. <clears throat> um, Tom Webster was the dean of the School of Music at that point. Um, great man, and uh, you know there was a, several of us that went through that program, and that are today serving um, in vocational full time ministry roles. So it's it was a blessing. So right, right. So did you did you go? While you were at uh, ETPU, did you did you serve at a church? Yeah, what yeah. Was that was so, what was that like? So yeah, when I when I showed up to school, um, I knew going into it that I would have to work or else I wouldn't be able to go. There there was a huge financial burden there, and so I was looking immediately once I got up here to East Texas to to serve and find a vocational ministry position, and so I served at New Hebron Baptist Church in Elysian Fields, Texas, for. It ended up being um, just shy of five years. I served there the, the entirety of my ETBU time and even um, afterward for about a year mm-hmm. um, there. It was a, in a tremendous growth period for me because I was in the classroom and I was in the local church context all at the same time. So I was able to implement things that I was learning, be able to craft skill, um, build a philosophy of ministry, and kind of put that put that put feet to the knowledge instantly right and and work through things it was a blessing right um so i'm sure there's some sweet memories and some yeah. good uh, lessons that you could speak to about and maybe as we uh, go through uh, yeah episodes in the future you'll be able to speak to some of those things uh somewhere in there um, you met uh, the love of your love of your life yes. stephanie yes. i've mentioned her and children and yes. so give us a little um, history about that yeah, so that always puts a smile on my face to talk about that. Um, I met Stephanie while at ETBU, but we didn't meet at ETBU. Mm-hmm. Um, I met her on Match.com. Mm-hmm. We are a, a success story. <laughs> <laughs> um, they don't know; they have no clue about it. But wow, uh, we are a success story from them. And uh, yeah, uh, not a whole lot of details there. It was just something that I tried, and the Lord used that as a, a way to bring us together. 
Um, so it wasn't the fact that you could play the guitar that brought Stephanie no. into your life. It yeah, was. what's funny is she is the Lord put me with a woman who couldn't care less if I could do that well or not. Oh, wow. And so he, he has really used her as a means of grace and humility for me in so, our marriage. So the question is, does she, is she a music person at all? No, is she, is she just no, indifferent to it? No, indifferent. And that's, mm. that is, that is a, I know that that is purposeful by him. It's hilarious uh, that, now that I think about it, looking back. Yeah, that is funny. And so... Um, she does not help to puff my head up at all. Um, she keeps me level-headed, right. and she is a a strong, um, caring, generous, hospitable woman. And I'm I'm so thankful to be married to her. How long have y'all been married? We have been married since uh, I, we're having eight-year anniversary this year, this August. Wow. So we've been married since 2014. Wow! And you have four children. We have four children, all under the age of ten. And uh, Landon, Dylan, Grayson, and Brendan. Wow. <laughs> and That's a lot to a, handle. It's, no. a, it's a, a packed house where right. we are. Yeah. Well, they are definitely God's gift to you and yes. to Stephanie. Amen. And, Amen. Uh, we understand. Quiver full. Yes. I, I view it that way. Yes. You so you're a... saying your quiver's already full? <laughs> well, I don't know about that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I, I would say there's not a cap on it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the Lord is going to give us as many children as He would like to give us. Right. Yeah. And I know that Stephanie would affirm that statement as well. Yeah. And I would certainly affirm uh, your statement. She's a great hostess. We've been invited to your home, and mm. she did a wonderful meal and just um, made us feel welcome. And as Stacy and I were able to sit down and gather around oh, the table. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. We're happy to have you. Yeah. Well, so you, were, that, you were there too. <laughs> she made me. She made me come. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, not only that, but she made a uh, made us a Valentine. She uh, made a big cake for you, I believe, yes, and then yes. we got some of the remnants out of the of overflow. That. Yeah, we 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 ate on that cake for several days. Oh yeah. man, I'm it was sorry we left you out. For yeah, every, I get left out of everything. Yeah. <laughs> but but I was thinking he might have gotten left out of that invitation. Yeah, I yeah. wasn't sure. No, unfortunately, he was there too. <laughs> Uh, no, we had a wonderful oh, evening that night with uh, Stephanie and the children, and yeah. we're thankful that um, they are part of you, and I know that she's yeah. a great helpmate, and we uh, look forward to... She's a wonderful, wonderful um, spouse, helpmate to me, right. um, co-laborer with me in our home. Right. So. Amen. Amen. Well, so you mentioned serving the church during your college days. Did you serve any other church prior to college? Yes, yes. So before church, before ETBU, um, I was serving at a uh, a multi-site campus church in Baytown, Texas. So th- this is why you're in high school? Uh, high this, was, this was... Between uh, high school and college? This was after high school. Okay. That we're going back now, so right prior right. to ETBU. So um, for context for the listener, um, I started ETBU in 2012, in the fall of 2012. So it's been 10 years. Mm-hmm. It'll be this fall. Mm-hmm. And uh, so prior to that, I was working um, a couple of part-time jobs, and I was also working as a, a part-time worship leader uh, at a relatively, I guess it wouldn't be a small church. It was a small campus. Um, it was a two-campus two church. And I was serving there for, I don't remember how long at this point. It was a couple of years. Um, and it was a part-time vocational sort of thing. And uh, backtracking from there, I served at, and I think this goes back to 2008, I would have to check, around 2008 was when I began officially vocational ministry. And I was, Living Word Church of the Bay Area, it was a, it was a pretty new church plant. And I got connected to this pastor, his name is Brad Heinz, a wonderful man, still connected with him today. 
And in fact, an aside here, they still have stayed connected with me throughout all of these years and have supported me. They've helped um, graciously send me money for ETBU when I was there to help wow. pay for school. Um, what a they've blessing. sent us they've sent us generous donations and, and just helps for Stephanie and I in our personal ministry over the last 12, 13 years, just wow. various. So um, want to commend him. He's an amazing man, uh, Brad Hines. Pastor, he's a formative guy in my in my call to ministry. But this goes back even before Memorial Baptist in Baytown. Okay. Um, I was probably 18-ish when I started there and had no idea really what I was doing. And I am thankful that he and Living Word took a chance on me and asked me to come and, and lead their music. Wow. Um, yeah. Praise the Lord for the, that. The Lord has brought me leaps and bounds since then, but boy, he used that time as a formative uh this is what I'm going to have you doing. Right. So a church there in the Bay Area. Yeah. Then yeah. a second church in Baytown itself. Correct. Third church in Elysian Fields. Uh, Elysian Fields. Elysian yes. Fields. I'm yes. sorry. Yes. Correct. And then you were at. And uh, then I was. And then after uh, Elysian Fields, uh, we answered a call to come to, to Tyler, Texas, mm-hmm. um, to Calvary Baptist Church, and we were there from 2017 till this past fall. Right. In 2021. Right. And that's where we were able to um, meet with you. That's where we connected. Right. We were able to connect with a mutual friend from Lindale. Yes, yes. And uh, someone, in fact, I think uh, was... Was uh, Andrew one of your professors in the class? Yes. In, in the yes. So Andrew Presley uh, at First Baptist Church Lindale um, is, has been a huge formative influence on me as far as um, godly manhood, but also just in worship ministry and in pastoral ministry. Right. Um, he was one of my core professors at ETBU during my music and worship program, and we've connected. Uh, we stayed connected. Uh, we're good friends. Right. And I, I I lean on him for wisdom and advice and. Just, um, he's A plus in right, my book. Right, good friend of mine as well. Just, Wonderful, yeah. Just a uh, a, a man that uh, has even come to our church prior to your coming. Yeah, and, and I didn't even, even realize that. Right. It's so funny uh, how things you know, know just, interconnections and yeah, you know, it's amazing. Really yeah. cool. Even before Philip was here, he came and uh, just did some evaluation and thinking about um, sure. uh, our music and sure. uh, our facility and those yeah. kinds of things. So yeah. uh, long-term connection with uh, Andrew, which, again, was able to connect us to you. And so here you are, yeah. and uh, you've been here now since, as I said, already since January 1st, and now we're coming to the last Sunday of February 2022. And let's think just for a minute to maybe wrap up this episode, Duffy. Duffy. Um, what, um, just briefly, I, I know that we can probably talk about this more as we get into other episodes concerning worship about, around that topic, but yeah. w- what's, a, what's a philosophy of, of worship that you would ascribe to? Yeah, so um, it's, this is a topic that I'm really passionate about. Um, I, I would hope that I would be. Um, I've been leading worship in the sense of being a, a song leader on stage for uh, really since 2008. So I've, I've had a lot of time to chew on this and grow in this area, um, biblically, but also practically. Mm-hmm. And I think just a, a short version of my philosophy of, um, I would put the word corporate worship in front of that, because I think that um, you can differentiate that between just individual private worship, which I think is also important and needs to happen. But within the bounds of the local church, um, corporate worship is 
um, the gathering of God's people and what happens when God's people gather together. Mm -hmm. They hear the word of God and they respond rightly to that. That is that is what I would say is um, a biblical view of corporate worship. When, mm -hmm. when God's people gather, they hear him through his word, through the preaching of the word, and they respond in either adoration, confession, repentance, um, praise, thanksgiving, and those sorts of things. Would would singing the word be a part of that understanding? Oh, of course, of so course. we've got singing the word, we've got preaching well, the yeah. word. Yeah, and you can do all of those things through song. And that's what I love as a, mm. as a worship leader, if you want to use that term, as right. a minister of music, right. um, is that you can, <clears throat> through song, you can communicate back to God and to one another thanksgiving, mm -hmm. confession, repentance, gratefulness, praise, adoration, all of those things we can encapsulate in songs that speak to our hearts and also speak to the hearts of others and render back to God what is His. Right. As we, as we certainly would all agree, the, the Word is profitable to us for teaching, reproof, correction, yes. and training yes. in righteousness. Amen. Amen. Whether it's preached, sung, read, the Word is sufficient and, and powerful Amen. and able to do its work. So then um, maybe this is, is tipping... Um, your um, hand just a little bit or showing your card just a little bit, Duffy, but um, we've talked about it. We've, we've kind of developed a plan. What we're trying to do at, at Believers Baptist Church is to build a ministry of worship and, and around music and Amen. and not just just have it as a piece that, that isn't given a lot of thought or care. So we, we've we actually had some actually, plans. Well, no, what you're saying, though, is I just want to make clear. Sure. I, I love the way you said that. It, we we don't want to approach it as if it's not important or give it very little, nor do we want to do what so many churches in our culture have done where we give it all the emphasis because both yes. of those things are, 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 are ditches to fall in because it, so much of our culture has said music's where it's at. Mm -hmm. It's the only place it's at. And um, they give so much time and effort to that particular aspect of their worship ministry that the praying of the word, the reading of the word and the preaching of the word is is almost non-existent. True. And uh, you, and so yes, we want it to be a substantial part of what we do, but it needs to be in in, uh, in the same context um you know with these other aspects in which the grace is provided for God's people through the reading and the praying and the yeah, preaching. Yeah, if so I forth. could just maybe concisely summarize that, I would say that there has to be. <laughs> if balance. I could have concisely summarized it, I would have. <laughs> but you probably can. That when we come together to gather as the as the Lord's body, right, as the the corporate um, visible manifestation of the gospel, right. When we gather together, music is one aspect of what we do. All of it is worship. Right. That's right. And so music is one part of what we do when we gather. We pray together. We sing together. We, uh, we hear the word preached, but in that we are responding in our hearts. We're listening. We're, um, we're feasting on the word. I love that terminology. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, we're seeing the word in the ordinances. We're seeing the word in the ordinances. When, yeah. when a believer gets baptized... Um, we are seeing the, a visible picture of the death to sin and, de and self and the resurrection in Christ as a new creation. Sure. We're seeing the, the cross displayed in the Lord's Supper and how that affects us and changes our hearts. So He's not as um, concise as he thinks. Yeah, I, I said, well, <laughs> yeah. you got me on a rabbit trail right, there. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, um, I, I, but I would say this would be my summary, is that music is only a part of what the gathered uh, 
corporate body of Christ does on a given Sunday. But it's an important part, and and that's and what sure, I and don't that's the point you were yeah. making yeah. a minute ago that I interrupted, and I apologize. But the point you were making is we want to give it the substance that it's due, exactly. Right? But we also want to keep it in focus because right. it, it can it can really easily be taken out of focus, and that's, that's right. what I'm saying. All there of these things balance. together, yeah. right? And that right. was the point I was trying to make. Right, yeah. and yeah. it was it, well well stated and well yeah. and well yeah. taken. So, yeah. uh, so in line of that, sure. in light of what we're talking about then, and we can again uh, think about this more in the future. But what uh, what one of the things that I know that you're doing is you've gathered uh, some of the former what we call praise team. I don't know if that's the best label for it, but we sure. call it praise yeah. team. Yeah, uh, And you've you've uh, invited some new yeah. uh, people that uh, have some talents and some gifts in music yeah. as well. And and you're working through a study with them. Talk, talk yeah. a little bit about oh, that. Oh, I'd love to. Yes. So. Um, this is a great way to to bring this maybe as we wrap things up today right. with this episode. Um, one of the most formative books for me as I've studied and and grown as a as a music song leader, worship leader, has been Bob Coughlin's book Worship Matters. It was published in two thousand and eight, and it is just a, in my opinion, one of the best, uh, for lack of a better term, manifestos for uh, biblical worship leaders. It's um, who they ought to be how they ought to be, what they ought to do, all those things. are. It's a wonderful book. And so um, this this season, uh, as I kind of am, am coming on here at Believers, um, I'm wanting to be intentional with what I do um, and what I don't do and be intentional about building relationships with folks as we kind of reevaluate things. Um, and we want to latch on and keep what is good and wholesome and healthy. And we kind of want to build upon those things uh-huh. and um, expand on those things. And uh-huh. so I'm, I'm taking um, a small group of our church who are either already or potentially interested in joining our music ministry and kind of just going through this book with them. Right. Um, and really what it boils down to is, and I'm, I'm happy to have pushback on this, but I'm pretty convictional about this, that everyone on stage is a worship leader. It's not just me or you. Mm-hmm. Um, preaching. If if you're on stage, the uh, the qualifications, the expectations remain constant across the board. And so every person, whether they're playing on a drum kit or playing the keyboard or singing a harmony line or whatever the case may be, even in the sound booth, mm-hmm. there is a constant um, standard of uh, character, life and practice, um, beliefs and all of these things. And so I want to kind of communicate that on the front end mm-hmm. and kind of set a foundation for our music ministry and our worship ministry to serve this church well and to build it up uh, with the the means of music. Amen. Amen, brother. Well, that's one of the reasons that we have felt like that we had a kindred spirit when we first began to talk with you and wanted to bring you on as part of the Amen. Uh, the work that God is doing here at Believers Baptist Church. And so we look forward to working with you and serving with you in that, Duffy. We look forward to recording um, many episodes of Asking for a Friend podcast. Yeah. And uh, I'm excited. I am too, and uh, it will be good to have a third voice. I am three, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Of course, we we had Tyler Jones as our original host. Yes, yes. um, and then Tyler's life got busy, and, and yeah. just his his work took Wonderful off. Wonderful guy, by the way. Oh, We've yes. had a chance to to talk and and 
we ha- we share a kindred spirit with music, and we ha- kind of have some same interests, and so yes, um, love him. Right, and we've missed Tyler. It's just been sure. Philip and I for all of 2021, I, I guess, or most of 2021. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, so we. Everybody uh, else probably misses Tyler. <laughs> yeah, I know. We've muddled through it. Oh man! So now to have Duffy on board is. Well, a, I'm sure a, that everybody a, right now that listens to this is probably going. They're bringing on a new guy. This is going to be so nice. Maybe we won't have <laughs> yeah, to hear Philip yeah. and Jason quite so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that we've probably run a little bit uh, long on this particular episode, but. Um, I hope it's been helpful to those who are listening and uh, hope that um, it has set a stage for you to understand and get to know Duffy as uh, we are getting to know him and appreciate him. And so uh, keep listening and uh, subsequent podcasts for 2022 will have to do with worship. And so we'll hope that uh, those will be a blessing and encouragement to you. Amen. Amen.